the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show here on News Talk 710-KNUS. Good to be with you today, as always. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving with your families, your friends, whomever you celebrated with. Because that's what it's all about. We'll get the phones here. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. And, of course, there's the 710KNUS app on your smartphone. Name in town, name in town, if you wish to, text in, please. Let's begin this hour going right to the phones where we have Chris in Walla Walla, Washington, calling into the program. Good morning, Chris. How are you? And happy belated Thanksgiving. Thank you, Jimmy. I am fine, despite what happened. What happened? Well, no one really knows when it all began, but one day... The entire country woke up infected with a fever, a bizarre malady that caused the deadening of the brain and made people do things, strange, unnatural things. It made everyone, and I mean everyone, have the unnatural urge to gather together with their families for Thanksgiving. I mean, who would want to do that? And so, despite the advice from our best scientists and Dr. Fauci, and the pleading of our most distinguished psychologists and Dr. Phil, America had home for a few days with the family. Oh, and there was a zombie invasion as well. I missed the zombie invasion. Uh, did we survive? Well, some of us did, but I found out tragically my entire family was infected with a strange malignous disease that made us want to eat a turducky human, that's a turkey, a duck inside of a turkey, apparently, stuffed inside of a human. I did not find out until I sat down to dinner at the head of the table, and it was an actual head. Well, that sounds like quite a freaky Thanksgiving. What? It was tragic, let me tell you. Yeah, that sounds very, very tragic. Any final words? Uh, I'm, I'm glad that you survived it, though, Chris. Thank you, Jimmy. And make sure that you stay safe through the holidays, especially Black Friday yesterday. It was it was the mall was invaded with walking zombies. It was horrible. Yeah, everybody looking for those deals. Absolutely frightening. Thanks for the call, Chris. Uh, I also I also want to go to to Mr. Evil. We have Mr. Evil calling into the program. Not sure where he's from. I think Seattle, Washington as well. Um, Mr. Evil, welcome. You know, if you don't mind, Jimmy, I'd like to be referred to as Dr. Freaking Evil. 
I didn't attend eight years of even medical school to be called Mr. Thank you very much. Uh, Dr. Evil, thank you for calling in. I do apologize. Uh, the call screener just messed up with your information there. So I'm going to I'm going to throw him under the bus. How, how are you doing today? Is the weather going all right for you up there? Well, you know, it's freaking cold here, Jimmy. I don't mind telling you, Mr. Bigglesworth, despite having a thick, luxurious fur coat, is freezing to death. I'm going to have to cuddle. You know, you could probably ask the government for one of those heat rations. A government-subsidized heat ration. Hmm. Who would think that that would work? I don't know. Any final words for us, Dr. Evil? You know... During the holiday season, try to get your friends and family close. You know, don't be so evil. Just practice a little forgiveness for this Thanksgiving. I'm just kidding. Be evil. (laughs) Uh, Bye, everyone. uh, Thank you, Dr. Evil. That was a couple of really weird calls. Let's get some normalcy. Let's go to Jimmy. Jimmy with an IE down in Florida. You're on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Good morning. Good morning. It's Jimmy from Kissimmee. How are you? <laughs> hey, I'm well. Jimmy Viles joining us on the program. The man who did the announcer voice at the top, and then there you go, a couple of there. You do uh, three or four voices, right? Or is it 500 or 700? How many voices? You know, as many as you can take. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I quit counting, man. <laughs> I quit Like I always say, if I can't get the job because I can do 500 voices, I'm not going to get the job because I can do 501. <laughs> well, I, I'm a little jealous because you have warmer weather down there in Florida than we have here in Colorado, where right now I'm looking, it's 14 degrees Fahrenheit. It's up a degree from when I arrived at the station, um, but a little bit Woo-hoo! shy of the, what, 75, 80 that you're going to be dealing with today in Florida. Poor you. Yeah, yeah I know. It's it's tragic. Uh, but, you know, Florida cold is different than Colorado cold. When I was there, it would be 30 degrees and i'd be walking around in shorts and people would be like are you crazy but if it gets down to close to 40 degrees here it is bone chilling cold with that humidity i mean i mean i even i can't take it and you know i'm i'm covered with a fur coat like wow (laughs) (laughs) right well so so i get that but hey at least it's it's nice and cozy down there for the moment uh, whereas here it is the coldest morning that we've had yet, but that's not saying much when it's been an unusual season so far, whatever season this is. I haven't decided if it's uh, spring, fall, or winter. Well, here we have three seasons, last summer, this summer, and next summer. <laughs> right. <laughs> it it was great. Um, that, that's what I like about Colorado. It's it's always cold at uh, at Christmas and snowy. It's always festive fall colors at Thanksgiving. It's always dead and creepy at Halloween. It's always 90 (laughs) degrees on 4th of July. I I like that. (laughs) There you go. Jimmy Viles joining us. Uh, We have worked together for many, many years, going back to my days at Regis University, doing various bits and projects and putting things together. And I want to start, before we get into a couple other things, with that, uh, the bit that you did at the top, with like Christopher, that was Christopher Walken, right? That you were impersonating there. Um, 
that's a bit that you've put together or pulled from a bit that you put together for a podcast that you've got going on now. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really neat. I, I've been working with, um, with morning sidekick for 26 years now, and we've got over 700 bits recorded. Uh, very soon we're going to be doing some live, uh, um, YouTube shorts, uh, where I'm going to film some of the bits we've created. We decided to do a podcast and get in on the craze. And what we're, what we're struggling with kind of a little bit, Jimmy is, is we're trying to jump out from the crowd. And so we thought we would start off with, uh, doing some, some, uh, parodies of new movies like we've done for morning sidekick forever. And so we did, um, we have Yellow Belly. Uh, that's our parody of Yellowstone. We got quite a bit of that on the podcast. Uh, we had uh, 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 Jay Weisenheimer, the inventor of the F bomb, and that's about uh, <laughs> that's about World War II and and uh, a parody of Oppenheimer. And uh, we just recently completed the Exorcisters, the Exorcisters, <laughs> and that was a that was a riot. And of course, we did the Walking Dead. Uh, Along with our our normal parodies that we do that are, you know, one minute long and and radio ready. Um, And we went for the long format in hopes to get people to to tune in and and stay tuned in. And, and, uh, you know, the the name of the game is likes, shares, follows, and subscribes. So we're trying to get in on it. I know we're a little late to the game. We should have been doing this five years ago. But um, we'll see where it goes, man. I'm, I'm very excited about our... Uh, the, about the potential yeah. of this whole thing. No, it's it's and, great, and I've and I've listened. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I've heard many of these bits, and I have played them on the air before, and I've listened to some of the new ones that you've got real quick, and then we'll we'll shift into some other stuff. Um, where can folks go to to listen to tune in and so forth? Spoof with an exclamation point. Spoof and uh, on, on the high heart, and um, and that's really. You know, all we got going right now, and they're and they're just audio. That, but uh, they, they make for good. You know, while you're standing there cooking breakfast or whatever, like I'm doing right now, uh, you can you can turn on one of those things. I'd rather listen to you right now. But uh, <laughs> well, so uh, so would I. <laughs> I would rather that you listen to me. That's that's what I mean. Okay, so spoof with an exclamation point on the podcast platforms. Be sure to check it out. So Jimmy Viles, yeah, morning sidekick. You and uh, Morning Sidekick have worked a lot on these bits, but you've done a lot of different things over the years, including in person. Uh, performances and so forth, such as walk around bits or being a guide or what have you. And I, lately, I have been watching. And it's not like the original Frasier, but the reboot's still entertaining. I've been watching the new entertain uh, or the new reboot of Frasier that is on Paramount Plus. And you have a fun experience in what was it, Beaver Creek? of getting to, 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 well, I won't spoil the lead. You did something fun with Kelsey Grammer. I need you to share that story, brother. So Kelsey and the entire cast of Frasier back in the day, was, uh, this was 2000, uh, had just won the Emmy for Best Sitcom. Kelsey won his 11th, I believe, Grammy. Um, uh, uh, Emmy, I'm sorry, for uh, for his perf- uh, portrayal of Frasier Crane. And so they, they, he and the entire cast, were on my sled. And what I mean by my sled was 
I was a sleigh host at Bino's Cabin, which is the only five-star restaurant above 11,000 feet in the world, right? And it's only accessible by these great big sleds we pull up there. So I'm, I'm the sleigh host, and my job is to give them a spiel on the way up, tell them about the history of the valley, who lives here, who's famous, uh, that's been on the sleigh, whatever. I just recently had the Colorado Avalanche, I told them. And so in walks Kelsey Grammer, and of course they go, Jimmy, we want you to take the sleigh so that you can goof with Kelsey. So he happened to coincidentally be uh, premiering his sixth time as Sideshow Bob that Sunday. And this was That's his character night. on The Simpsons, for those who aren't familiar. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. yes. And um, so he shows up, and, and I'm like, I go, ah, Sideshow Bob. And he goes, hello, Bart, without missing a beat. And he went right into character, and it was just amazing. So on the way up, I kind of have to stick to the script. But on the way back, after they've had their $1,000 bottles of wine and so forth, they're in the mood to kind of have fun. So I, I'm uh, there with Kelsey and uh, his family. And and uh, his daughter, who was about 16 or 17 at the time, said, so the waiter says you do impressions. And, I said, and I'm like, yeah. She said, well, what's your favorite movie? And I said, uh, I said to her, what's your favorite movie? She says, uh, well, Princess Bride. And I immediately, that's what's so funny. When you weren't looking, I switched the goblets. You created one of the classic blunders, the first of which is never fight a land war in Asia, and the second, just slightly less popular, is never go against the Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> and then I just fell over. And, and Kelsey, like, <laughs> claps his hands. He, you know, he, he gives me a small clap, and he looks, he looks to the left and the right, and I'm like, oh, I got him now. So I said, you know what's a fun thing to do on these sleigh rides it's 25 minutes to get to the restaurant and i said it's to sing some show tunes i wonder if there's anyone on board that knows any show tunes and i make eye contact with him and he goes guilty as charged <laughs> and so here's <coughs> pardon me here's me and kelsey grammar <laughs> weather waving wheat can sure smell sweet and the wind comes right behind and i'm arm in arm with kelsey grammar singing show tunes it was like the highlight of my summer I mean, I'm sorry, my winter. And um, and then two weeks later, I had uh, Tom Hanks and his lovely wife, Rita Wilson. <clears throat> and I was like, <clears throat> oh, come on, get on the sleigh, Tom. It's not that hard to figure out. You're not cracking the Da Vinci Code for crying outside, you know. And Tom Hanks was like, oh, that's, oh, oh great. Now I've got to deal with you. And he just went right into character again. And so I, I think that celebrities are not impressed by fan so much. But when you can do a decent impression of them and are, and are kind of charming and entertaining, it depends on the setting, of course. But, um, I mean, I don't want to interrupt his dinner to, to come out and go, oh, come on! You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but they were very susceptible to it. I, and I met a lot of famous people on that. Uh, on my two years of doing that. So, yeah, to get back to it, I, I certainly have had my uh, share of celebrity encounters. And, uh, for, uh, and I'd say 99% of them were, were positive. Well, and, and one of the things you made an interesting point, Jimmy Viles, and that is that the celebrities, all, they're 
all too often approached by fans who were like, hey, can I have your autograph? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm meeting you, Kelsey Grammer. There's this adoration. There's this excitement and enthusiasm. It's the same old thing. But what you're doing there, and in many other instances, is you're breaking the mold by actually doing an impression of them or of a character that they have or something along those lines where it is taking them out of their day-to-day and getting them to go, oh, my gosh, this is hysterical, like the time that uh, back in the 90s you worked with uh, for this video game called, uh, what was it? Was it Paymaster? Pagemaster, not Paymaster. <laughs> Pagemaster with uh, <laughs> with uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd. You were doing uh, his character for this game, and... Um, and you actually met him and had that experience, and it was sort of like a oh my gosh moment for him. Yeah, and that was in Denver, and he was in town filming things to do in Denver when you're dead, when we were recording the game, and um, and so he came into the studio, and I didn't want to do Doc Brown, so I reverted to Jim Mignatowski from Taxi, and. And he was in the stu- he was in the booth uh, with a, with a, uh, his entourage or whatever, and our, our director and producer. And I put on a jean jacket, and of course it's voiceover, so I hadn't I hadn't dressed up or anything, and I had two or three days worth of stubble. I messed up my hair. That was back when I had hair, <laughs> and so I messed up my hair, and I grabbed a pizza box and I went in. Ah, excuse me. Uh, I'm here to try out for Toastmaster. And my producer goes, Page Master. I go, sorry, Page Turner. He's like, Page Master. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Did anybody call a cab? And so Christopher Lloyd <laughs> just just did the old shakes his head and, you know, smacks his palm against his forehead. And he comes and tousles my hair and goes, you're going to go far in this business, boy. And again, he doesn't, talk like that like that i know i understand you heard him you heard him speak not too long ago yes yes he was at the uh, fan uh, expo denver fan expo yeah and did he take your question did he no i didn't ask him a a question it would have been fun too but i didn't ask him a question no well but but just like that he he reverted to character and if you can get them uh celebrities meaning to to just revert to character without having to ask him anything you know. Yeah, there you go. Jimmy Viles joining us on the program. Uh, if you could stick around a few more minutes, Jimmy. I got a couple more things I would love to ask you about as we have a little bit of post-Thanksgiving fun with Jimmy with an IE Viles joining us on the phone from Florida. Always fun getting to hear these stories and the voices and everything just all around. Great guy, good friend, someone I've worked with for many years. We'll pick up the conversation on the other side. It's the Jimmy with a Y Sangenberger's show, News Talk, 710 KNUS. Call us politically correct for this tune has been banned from a lot of radios. But I thought it'd be nice on this cold day because, baby, it's cold outside. Great version, by the way, from the Elf soundtrack, which is nearly 20 years old, the movie Elf. Or is it 20? Actually, I think it came out in 03. I think it's 20 years old now. And it is a excellent, excellent, one of the best Christmas movies ever made. And gotta love that version from the soundtrack of Baby It's Cold Outside as we return 
on the Jimmy Singenberger Show, News Talk 710-KNUS. I'm Jimmy with a Y. We've got Jimmy with an I-E vials down in Florida, where it is a little warmer than the 14 degrees with a tw- with a high of 23 degrees today. We talked about that a bit ago. Jimmy Viles, of course, voice actor, entertainer, extraordinaire. And we've been going down memory lane a bit. And I want to do one more because this is one of my favorite stories, i.e. I'd love, by the way, for those who don't know, he's i.e. I'm Y. It's just, it, it keeps things simple, doesn't it, Jimmy? It does. It does. It- <laughs> We we just say that to each other. You're like, hey, IE, and I'm like, what's up, why? Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, then, and then you tell me I spell it wrong, and I tell you you spell it wrong. Well, we all know that you're the one who spells it wrong, Jimmy. But that's okay. We still love you anyway. Um, so I, I want you to share one more. Klingenberger with an A from now on. Spell no, with an a. no, all these all the time. <laughs> Come on, brother. It's easy. So uh, one more story I'd love for you to share is the time that you went to the Rodney Dangerfield show when he came to Denver. And, uh, well, you just go ahead and tell the story. Well, it was at the Paramount, and, and my birthday had just uh, rolled around. It was the next day. And I was going to treat myself and my girl, and she broke up with me the day before my birthday. So I'm like, well, I'm going to I'm going to go do something fun, get my mind off of this. I think I'll try and get Rodney Dangerfield tickets. It's got to be sold out, right? So I go uh, to the uh, my you, you you might be not remembering this, but it was Ticketmaster um, inside Peaches Records and Tapes, you know, <laughs> and so. Uh, I, I walked in and I said, uh, are there any tickets left for, he goes, I think I got a couple left in the mezzanine. Whoa. It looks like I, uh, like they just released a bunch of tickets cause the show was in a couple of hours, you know? And, uh, he said, it looks like they released a bunch of tickets because they weren't snatched up by the radio stations or whatever. And, uh, the promotional people. So they put them on sale. So he says, well, I got one in third row and I'm like, uh, are you kidding I'm, I, I get third row at the Paramount on, on the aisle, and there's nobody next to me, you know, because I only wanted the one ticket, and there was a seat ne- next to me. So I'm, I'm out there, and, uh, and, and because it was Rodney, and I was trying to perfect my impression of him at the time, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, I, uh, I go there, and I, I, I got a little black book, and I'm making a mark every time he got a laugh, and I'm writing down key phrases is key keywords from some of his jokes so i could remember them for later you know the other day my wife came to the door in lingerie she was coming home you know and so i wrote lingerie home you know and and so he comes over and he sees me and he says hey look at this guy he's using my act in cleveland tomorrow and i said no rodney i only steal <laughs> i go i only steal good material <laughs> and i just got my pencil ready because he immediately goes, Oh yeah, we'll save your breath. You're going to need it to blow up your day. <laughs> he saw that I was alone. <laughs> and then he went, and then he, get, he just, he got my mom, my sister, my neighbors, my city, the nuggets, uh, the Denver nuggets were, were playing that night. And, and just, just, he just went off and I, he got like seven, eight jokes in just from my one comment. Well, but in your so comment, didn't is, you do it as Rodney's voice? Well, of course. Okay. I said, oh, hey, no, Rod, I only steal good material, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, he loved it. Yeah, he did. 
<laughs> well, you have a pretty dark. We've even done uh, some some of that with the with the founding era, or seven, era seventeen seventy six and the revolution, where we've taken Rodney Dangerfield's voice and we've turned him into a character like King George the Third. That was um, that was amazing. Uh, I'll tell you, I get no respect from the people. You know, they invited me to a bridge game and then they threw me off of it. So we did a whole bunch of King George. Uh, that was a that was a good that was a good bit. Jimmy Viles joining us. I, I was, what? Say again. I, I was just I was so impressed with. Um, he told three hundred jokes in in an hour and a half. You know, I mean, it was just one every couple of seconds. Wow, that's I remarkable. Don't, I don't know how you memorize that? Maybe. So when it comes I, to voice acting. And doing, I mean, often we hear, we just hear impersonations or impressions, or but we don't have very much clarity on this. You have four categories that you break down, Jimmy Viles, for different kinds of voices and so forth. Break that down for us. Yeah, um, I encourage anybody that wants to get into voice acting to excel in four areas. Um, there's... There's impression, there's impersonation, there's characterization, and then there's assimilation. And impression, of course, is you you sound like the person. Um, so I always say, I, I, I'm an impersonator, but not like RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an impressionist, but not like David Copperfield, you know. So anyway, impersonation, you sound like the person. Impression, uh, impersonation, you, you can sound like anybody, Rich Little. Uh but impression, you, you, you take on the characteristics of them. If you're doing Ronald Reagan, you're bobbing your head and you're saying mommy all the time. You know, mommy or well. And, uh, and so uh, that's uh, impression and impersonation. And then there's assimilation. And that's where you take a, a, a trope, a, a stereotype that everybody's familiar with. And, and you can just go. Well, you know, California woe dude sounds like this. And I'll say, I'll say the Southern gentleman kind of sounds like foghorn leghorn, but you don't have to do a flat out foghorn leghorn. Everybody knows that that's what a Southern gentleman sounds like, you know. And, uh, you know, and you know, you don't have to do a Joe Pesci, but if you're doing a, but if you're doing a, you know, a character from New York, yeah, hey, you know, you got to get a little Pesci in there, you know. And it doesn't have to be a complete passy, like, hey, what, what am I, some sort of clown? You, you can just kind of go, hey, hey, Frankie, you know. Yeah, what do you want, Angelo? And so that's assimilation. And then there's characterizations where somebody gives you, uh, and and that's Mel Blanc. Uh, Mel Blanc, they call him the man of a thousand voices. Well, he should have been called the man of a thousand characters because he invented that. He, he invented that character. Somebody gave him a picture of Bugs Bunny. And they said, what does he sound like? So, or Daffy Duck. Somebody gives me a, yeah, you know, or somebody gives, yeah, anyway, uh, the other day I was doing, I was doing Donald Duck and I, and this lady said, oh, look, it's Daffy Duck. And I said, give me your Disney cards. <laughs> that was Donald. <laughs> I'm like, and she's like, oh, Daffy Duck. And you're in Florida. Give me your Disney card. I'm taking that away from me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So he would, he would, you know, somebody gives me a picture of a, a octopus with a, a, a monocle and a top hat and says, give him a voice. And so I immediately say, 
Well, is he? Does he sound like you know Sigmund Freud? Is he a little? Is he German? No, we don't want him German. Well, how about English? Is, is he English? Okay, give me some English. Well, let's give him a monocle and make him sound kind of you know, and and a cane, you know. And I'm like, well, give him eight canes. He's an octopus. <laughs> but uh, and then we zero in on it, you know, with the producer or the writer or the director, or we, even yeah, just you one on one with the with the uh, um, the. Uh, producer well and, 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 and jimmy i want to jump in because we did this when i was running the and founded and ran the millennial policy center think tank we did some projects where we had for example billow goods or for liberty day institute and we'd go to fifth grade classes together you were jefferson quincy washington the third esquire those are two examples billow goods and jefferson quincy washington the third Esquire that we created as characters gave you a little bit of an idea and then you ran with that. We worked it out together. Yeah. And that's, and that's how characterization works. And, um, and assimilation is pretty, pretty, probably the, the, mo- the most basic of those because many people can do an English accent, you know? So, uh, so you, you have to, you have to assimilate characters that people are familiar with. And if you're doing an English accent, it's always good to channel John Cleese, you know? So, uh, and of course you could do a really, you know, you could do it and everybody's familiar with that character, you know, an EastEnder. So uh, I find that um, a lot of times you have to inspire them by, by coming up with a range of, English accents, and then and then the producer. Oh, we'll do that. Do some more of that, but make give me a, a little more Ethel Merman and a little less Doctor Phil. And you know, and you're like, okay, I don't know what that means, but try this, try this on for size. Because a lot of times they they don't know what they mm. they don't know what's best. <laughs> so then then the difference between impression and impersonation. If I do Yoda, you seek Yoda. Vote Republican, you must, Jimmy Viles. <laughs> Mind what you have learned. Save you it can. Help you it will. Is that impression, impersonation, and also what grade would you give my Yoda voice? I would give your Yoda a, uh, I would give it a B plus. Nobody does it like Frank Oz, but that's that's really good. And that's really good. Um, uh, and of course, you 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 hit on all those familiar things that Yoda is known for, mm-hmm. and the laugh, and, <laughs> and and if you're doing three PO, which I, I find myself doing in the studio, and I don't know if you've ever seen footage of of let's say Tom Hanks and and, and um, Tim Allen doing Toy Story characters when they're in the studio, they're affecting the manner. Tim Allen delivers his lines with his hands on his hips. Nobody can see that. Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks flaps his arms like Woody, you know. And, and dances around in front of the microphone when he's doing Woody. And, and so I find myself doing the same thing when I'm doing, let's say, Darth Vader. I'm, I'm doing the pose, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I see your master has taught. And I, and I got my arm up doing the, the, you know, I am your father type of thing. And the same thing with C-3PO. I've got my arms real stiff and I'm bobbing my head. Oh, oh Master Luke, I don't see why I'm the one that must always change the Wookiee litter. Because I got a really funny vision in my head of a, a, a great big room where Chewbacca goes to do his business on the Millennium Falcon. Oh goodness, not what I wanted of, to think about. I.e., especially this morning, big, big bed, big bed of Wookiee litter, and it's like, oh, 
تاریک باقی ماست تو he says get out of his room he's trying to you know <laughs> gotcha so is that <laughs> is that considered then an impression what we're doing there I, i'm trying to understand as we kind of wind down here the difference between impression yeah. and impersonation so if you are in the costume uh i have a dr evil i have an austin powers and i have a fat bastard costume and if i'm at a, an event where they they want those characters that's 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 doing impressions because it is your impression of that character's motions and and everything and now an impersonation you just you're just a you're, you're just doing the voice just 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 pure doing the voice so the, those two kind of bleed into each other um you know they kind of overlap a little but but what i mean by that is when you're doing them live it helps the audience to look at you doing the impression rather than just hearing it, which I think is why Rich Little never, I mean, you know, he never hit it big because he didn't do the body motions. He didn't look like the people. He just sounded like him, not just sounded like him. The man is amazing. And I didn't even know he was still alive, but he is. And he's doing a mm. pretty good Joe Biden impression right now. Uh, yeah. So uh, I want to ask you as we wind down, one of the things that you have a unique knack for is not just being able to do the voices and, you know, oh, you can pick and choose from uh, you. Maybe you can do one or two Looney Tunes. You can do one or two Simpsons, but you can capture most of the characters of some of these franchises like the Simpsons. You've even done your Simpsony, uh, Simpson Symphony, whatever you call it, where you jump together from one to the next to the next to the next uh, Simpsons characters. And that's one thing that's always just been uh, mind-blowing and curious to me is how are you able to go from one voice to the next to the next, especially from a particular franchise? I, I, I don't really have an answer to that other than if you, if you have it, you have it. And if you don't, you don't, I'm, I, I have severe ADHD and, and uh, it, it's just really hard for me to, to not be jumping around like that. Um, I, I think it beca- it, it, it's a love of the material that allows you to do that. Bottom line is yeah. I love the Simpsons. I, I love, I love just about everything about that show, including the character development. And so the funny bits that I talked about with my friends, well, pretty soon you can just string them together like that. And you can go, Bart, we're going to need 300 breakfast burritos. Make mine with no guacamole. Get that man out of my house. Oh, look at me. I'm a motorist. That's some good crazy driving there, Mr. B. Who's that cloven hoof goat legged fellow? Uh, put him on the payroll. I'll arrange it, sir. Uh, according to my calculations, the robots will not go berserk for at least another 24 hours. <laughs> I'm a flavin'. Wow. Wow, that's remarkable. Jimmy Viles, Jimmy with an IE. You got a website, IE? I uh, I do. It's uh, it's jimitations.com. It's jimitations.com, spelled the correct way. J- does no, it include? J- it doesn't include J-I-M-M-I. the E, though. Okay. Yeah, it does not include the E. It's J-I-M-M-I-tations. And uh, uh, quick, real fast, a funny story about that. I was going for a job, and the guy said, how come you don't answer your emails? And I, and I went and I said, email me right now. And it didn't come through. I emailed him. It went right through and I said, now answer that email. And so he, instead of starting a new thread, he, uh, he, he just answered that one. 
and it came right to me. And he goes, what am I doing wrong? And I said, well, Jimitation starts with a J, not a L. And uh, why would I call my company Limitations.com? <laughs> uh, it doesn't work out so well. And, and one more time, your your podcast spoof. It's spoof with an exclamation point in the podcast platforms, right? Especially iHeart. Yes, and uh, Spotify. You can find it on Spotify, and you can find it, of course, on uh, on iHeart. If you go right to it on iHeart and choose your bits. We've done everything from uh, Weisenheimer. Inventor of the yep. F-bomb, J. Lewis Weisenheimer. I'm with you. Hey, we we got to run, brother, but we'll go to a break here. Appreciate you joining us, Jimmy Viles. And take us to break, will you? I don't care who you are, what voice you choose. Take us to break on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, 710K in U.S. Very well, Timber. I'll take you to heaven before condemning you to Democrat hell. Wrapping up the second hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger Show with some badass harmonica from Eddie C. Campbell doing a Christmas tune called Santa's Messing with the Kid. What's he doing messing with the kid? Come on now, Santa, you can't be doing that. Welcome to your home for the best Christmas bumper music known to man. We got some classics, we've got some blues and everything in between. The Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Uh, listener text, respectfully, we, we, we did a little bit of a bit about the, the title of Jimmy Vile's website. He's Jimmy with an I-E. So I have listener text coming in. Jimmytations.com can't be reached. Yes, it can't be reached. And that's because he spells it wrong. Jimmy Viles spells it with an I-E, and so it is jimitations.com. Two M's, yes, but an I, J-I-M-M-I-T-A-T-I-O-N-S.com. Jimitations.com is Jimmy Viles' website. I mean, since it's with an I-E, it's not going to be with a Y, but it would be weird if you put an E. It doesn't make sense, but Jimitations, like your imitator, your it works. Jimitations.com. That was fun. I really appreciate Jimmy Viles taking some time on this Saturday morning to join us. I hope you enjoyed that fun hour. Listener text, by the way, just coming in. Jimmy, tell everybody on I-25 to slow the hell down. Okay, we have some newcomers to Colorado who probably haven't dealt much with the snow and ice who might be going a little too fast, or are they... uh in their mind, seasoned pros at winter driving. I don't know, but that's from a listener. A little unhappy with the speed of other folks driving along. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. You're listening to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. Keep it right here. News Talk 710 KNUS. Back to the serious topics of the day and your calls. 303-696-1971. Keep it right here. Don't go anywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.